So as you can see, we are certainly in the Halloween spirit here at the Down to Business podcast. But I would be doing a disservice to Ben and Particle 41 if we didn't keep the show and keep the content going. So we were joined today by Ben and he was really able to explain to us all things about Particle 41 and what they do on the software development consultancy side. Well, the first thing that piqued my interest was really the name. Y'all know how I feel about those. And so Ben did a great job of breaking it down. I don't know how familiar you are with the periodic table. I really had to go back to my chemistry days when we used to get the empty ones, the blank ones, and you really had to fill it out yourself. Now, I was not familiar with the periodic table in its entirety, nor did I specifically know the 41st element. But once you hear the story as to how they were able to develop the name and what the 41st element really means to them and their business, you will understand it. Because with the day and age that we are in now with everything being tech focused, artificial intelligence, you name it. Ben and the team over at Particle 41 are really here to help all things from helping you with building your mobile apps to helping problems that may be niche specific to helping things that may even really be mainstream and figuring out what you and your company may need from enterprise companies to startups. They're here to help. So without further ado, obviously continue to enjoy the holiday, continue to stay safe, but also enjoy episode 164, High Need versus High Value. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner. At this point, I feel like I've mentioned KitCaster so much that I feel like we may need to drum up some sort of like sponsorship or some sort of agreement. I really have to give a big shout out to everybody on the KitCaster team from Mallory to Carson to Troy, everybody for one, just the amazing guests, just the amazing content that we've been able to curate. But I've been able to talk to some amazing business owners, some entrepreneurs um, who've been able to connect with my audience just the same. So I'm very, always obviously very grateful for when people want to become a part of the platform, come on for an interview, make my life 10 times easier, but that much more grateful for KitCaster because they have been drumming them off, drumming them off. So obviously I have to be just as grateful for Ben because he wanted to be a part of it just as much as we wanted to have him. And I'm very excited for him to just be able to shed some light on what he does today and some, give some insight as to how he can be of benefit to you, to your business service, or maybe even just drop some gems and some tips that you can implement moving forward. So Ben, how you doing today? How's everything on your end? I'm doing great, man. It's great to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. Glad to have you for sure. So um, I know we're going to have some people tapping in from your side. I love Dallas. I have a big network actually out in Dallas. So I know we'll have some people mutually tapping in out there. I know we're going to have some newcomers along the way. So I want to put everybody on the same page. I want to bring everybody up to the same speed. So can you, one, just tell us a little bit about yourself? And then can you, two, just tell us what brings you on the Down to Business podcast today? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm the CEO of Particle 41. We're a software development consultancy. So uh, not only do we build people's apps, uh, we have a really diverse application development offering. So I'm putting, uh, I got one team that's putting the software into a Oculus VR headset for safety training. Um, and then we've, we've built a bunch of mobile apps this year. But not only do we have like typical application development services, like building your app or product that you want to go to market with, but we also have uh, data science, uh, you know, data engineering, bringing large uh, pockets of data together and making that actionable and intelligent. Uh, we also have DevOps, like building the perfect cloud for your enterprise business. So our customers range from enterprise to startups. Okay. And I think we have a lot of that here and I've talked to a lot of them. So I definitely do think that we can, we can get some things going. So before we actually get into what it is that Particle 41 does and dive a little bit deeper into how you could be of assistance to others, 
I want to start with the name. Where where did Particle 41 come from? Sure. Number 41, why the word Particle? Why ultimately did you put those two together? How did that come about? Yeah, yeah I appreciate the question. So uh, the 41st element in the periodic table is an element called niobium. And um, in the foundry process, when folks are making like pipe or steel objects, they will put small amounts of niobium in the, in the alloy, in the mix. Uh, and it gives the steel uh, flexibility and it makes it stronger. Otherwise, steel by itself would be kind of brittle and easy to break. And so we feel like uh, when you bring in uh, particle 41, you get that flexibility and um, nimbleness and, and uh, also a little extra strength. And uh, we love to help our clients grow. So. All right. So to all my science people out there, look, I remember I remember at one point they passed us out when I was back in school. They passed us out a blank periodic table and they had us fill that in. I do not remember how good I did on that fill in, but I could definitely remember that. I do not remember niobium. So thank you for putting me back. <laughs> no problem. I love the intention behind just the name of business, the craft, the service. OK, so one of the first things that you touched on was app development. So. Am I under the right impression? Am I am I saying this right when I say that pretty much if, if there was a company, if there was a startup, if there was a business owner, entrepreneur who came to you and said, hey, have this idea, been doing this, been doing that. I want to develop an app. I want to be in the app store. I want people to be able to download, kind of come into contact with me. I want to basically push out myself on that interface. Would Particle 41 be of assistance in that in that regard? Of course. Yeah. Um, mobile apps are becoming uh, mobile apps are easy for us. I think we also do super challenging things like um, uh, integrating two systems. Even if you run a services business, maybe you want uh, your uh, your software to talk to other software. So we do like system integration. Really, if it's involving software, digital data, uh, we're we're here to help you. Got you. And I know I feel like we're definitely in that time now where it's a lot of SaaS software as a service type models and businesses and everything. So right. would you say that ultimately Particle 41 was founded, was built, was started as a result of a problem you were noticing? Was there other companies coming to you? Were you working for or in a particular space where you noticed that something could be changed about this and you wanted to bring it all together? What was really the origin story behind where you guys are? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I have been a technical co-founder for a bunch of SaaS type of companies, so software as a service companies. Uh, normally, I would find an entrepreneur that had a really great idea, knew the market really well, and I would partner with them to be their, um, you know, their technical co-founder. So um, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've had um, four or five ventures. My latest venture before Particle 41 was a company called LegalLink that I sold to LegalZoom. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I love to, you know, take something from, you know, nothing to, you know, successful revenue generating idea. So because of that, um, I got in really into building high functioning teams, world-class teams. And so my partner, uh, one of my, my business partners, he lives in India. He's a Indian national. Uh, he and I uh, were, you know, he was on one of my first ventures, like back 20 years ago. And so he and I had just continued to partner with him being uh, an offshore vendor that I would use to build my team out. And then um, I would be kind of the U.S. counterpoint and have some U.S. teammates to help run all that. So um, back in 2012, we just decided like, hey, you know, we should do this as a service for people. We should build teams for people. And so now we're 100 people worldwide. We have people in India, we have people down in uh, South America, and we have a bunch of people in the U.S., 
love that. So back in 2012. So even going back that far now, I think about that's basically 11 years ago. So much has happened in that 11 years. So much has changed. So much has developed, improved, everything like that. So from 2012 until now, what are some what are some things that Particle 41, I would say, has has modified or has done to one, stay up with the times, but two, just assist a lot of because I feel like, you know, I, I think back to 2012. And I think back to one where I was 11 years ago, when I was 15 years old. So I was in, I was, <laughs> I was not thinking about a business. I was not thinking about entrepreneurial journeys of anything of the sort. But I would say too that even for what I was surrounded with, it wasn't really entrepreneurship, business ownership. It wasn't really as populous or as talked about as it is today. This day and age, everything happening since the pandemic, everything going on. Sure. That's not to say that there weren't business owners, there weren't entrepreneurs, there weren't people really being creative and making things happen. But it just really was. I feel like everywhere you turn, everywhere you look, the basis for this podcast, it's all about that right now. So what have you guys really done over these last 10, 11 years to really stay up to date with things, to really still be able to provide help and assistance to SaaS, to really still be able to help curate yeah. Really bring the best solutions. Yeah, so I think the the barrier has reduced quite a bit. So if you think about, um, you could kind of think about producing music, right? Producing music's gotten easier and easier, but then as it's gotten easier to produce music, it's it's also gotten harder to be unique. So what we've added over the last years is uh, more teammates to help folks ide- identify their proc strategy. Uh, their business strategy and get them to identify like, is this really a need in the market or do I just not know that this need is our, this need is already met because the, the technology itself, the product itself, the mobile app, the the cloud environment, all of that stuff is getting easier to do. Um, that's why like uh, I was able to build a startup and sell it to LegalZoom because we were able to take advantage uh, LegalZoom started 20 years ago, right? So then we were entering the market uh, much later. We were able to take advantage of some of that new technology, build something unique that could be acquired by uh, an industry leader. So I think that is what we've added, is we've added more uh, more tips and tricks and playbooks to help people evaluate their idea uh, so that they can rapidly benefit from the advancements of, of tech and, and the speed in which you can build software, you know, the, the time it took me to get things going in my first venture 20 years ago to like what it would take for me to launch a startup. Now it's just dramatically different. The amount of complexity that I could handle and the speed in which I could handle it uh, is just way different than, um, than it was back then. So we also make sure that we're constantly researching and constantly learning those emerging technologies. We have a group inside of our organization right now that's looking at the impact of AI on the software development process. Like, should we be leveraging AI tools in order to develop software faster? And so that's the great thing that you get from working with a software, uh, like an outsourced software development firm is you get their expertise. Right now I have 20 active engagements. So rather than a company hiring a couple of developers and trying to become a software development company, you can leverage our expertise and um, and, and save a bundle because you get our expertise and our ability to see 20 different active projects and what's working and what's not working, plus the scar tissue we've acquired over um, careers worth worth of, of trying different things and knowing what works. Um, you know, that's why you 
you know, you use uh, outsource service firms like ours, or maybe your business, you should go find an outsource HR firm. So you could do HR really well. Your business is in HR, but you want to be a good, a good employer of your teammates. So maybe, you know, pulling in like, uh, I was talking to one, uh, I actually use a service that does like fractional HR so that I don't have to go hire a bunch of people and then figure out how to manage HR folks. I just use a fractional HR service. I do the same thing with accounting. I don't hire a bookkeeper internally. I use a firm that knows how to do bookkeeping, financial reporting, kind of a fractional CFO. I'm a fractional CTO for businesses that would just want to understand this software technology space. Um, and I can save them a ton of time and they don't have to go hire uh, a CTO and, and, and pay that rate uh, in a permanent way. They can just borrow how much ever time they want of mine and I'll give them you know, freely the advice that I've acquired over the years. I like that. I like that a lot. And I, cause I feel like you're touching on different niches within businesses, different problems that they may have, different services that they may not even have, or even different needs that you said may already be met, but they not be, they may not realize that, or they may not know that. Now, when it comes to your scope of clients, who you're working with, who, because I feel like across this podcast, this probably will be somewhere episode like 150s or 160, somewhere in that range. I, We've talked to a host of different people, people who are in business, thinking about coming into business, already here, out of business, everything like that. Do you serve specific industries or specific niches or is this kind of all inclusive of everyone? It really just depends kind of what they bring to the table. What does that really look like from the Particle 41 side? It, it, so industry wise, it's pretty diverse. Um, uh, typically, it tends to be e-commerce, uh, digital media, um some form of media environment, because we are uh, experts in the digital space. So you have some kind of digital need um, or a digital product that you're trying to create. Uh, but we don't really specialize on a particular industry. We're very diverse in the types of technology we work on. Um, we are experts in the software engineering process, and we love to crush mountains of work. Um, so typically, um, you know, you, you, all you need is a problem really uh, a problem that you feel like software can solve. And, and then we just, we, we jump in and tackle it with our, uh, you know, with our strategies. Okay. So I, I love playing devil's advocate. I love kind of exploring this a little bit further. So taking your last point, bringing, to, bringing a problem to you that you feel like software can solve. Now, has there ever been a problem? Has there ever been something that a company has come to you and wanted to do a consultation about or just find out more information about that Particle 41 has not been able to solve themselves? Or is there anything, I would even kind of two-part pose this question as, is there anything that you guys are, because obviously from 2012 till now, a lot has changed, a lot has adapted, a lot has adjusted, AI, technology, everything of the sort. I know that you guys, you guys are also looking to stay up with the times, looking to kind of always be up to date on things, always looking to try maybe even new avenues, implement new things. So is there anything from the Particle 41 side that you guys are kind of looking into, want to explore, move into new avenues? Is there anything that people have brought to you and you just haven't been able to do? Yeah, I think uh, one thing we do in our, uh, like the advisory process that I offer when I'm meeting a new client is we talk about high need versus high value. So a lot of times the entrepreneur needs um, needs an e-commerce. Okay, well, there's Shopify. There's like, how many e-commerce platforms are there, right? So we will assist them in evaluating because sometimes what, I, what, I, what I'm wanting or my next challenge is a high need 
problem. It's not necessarily high value. So when I say high value, I generally mean unique, custom. I can't find it out there in the world. Um, and so some businesses really need that. They do need that custom dashboard or that custom SaaS tool. Um, but the last thing I'm going to do is to take a SaaS customer and say, oh, you should start build like, look at your users and see what kind of accounting software you're using, they're, they're using. And then maybe you want to integrate with that, that other thing. So even when you're high need or high value and you're trying to create something custom, do you really have to reinvent the wheel or can you then start to leverage like integrations? So I think what we see is some entrepreneurs really just need a bunch of these high need things and then to make them talk and make sure they get set up and we can still uh, help them with that. Even though our core of what we do is really those high value or high customized things. Um, but we love to talk to entrepreneurs of, of all different shapes and sizes and um, the bigger the business, sometimes the, the bigger the high need item is. And that's why you have tools like NetSuite and Salesforce and um, all these different CRM tools. Last thing I'm going to do is recommend to a customer that they create some custom CRM until they've evaluated those things that are in the market. Um, so I think that evaluation of like, hey, what are the things that are unique to you that need to be custom built? Uh, and separate those from uh, things that you can, it's this, it's this buy versus build equation. And we work with a lot of people on the buy versus build. A lot of times they say, oh yeah, wow, I can actually afford to buy all the software that I need. It's out in these monthly subscription offerings and I can scale my business that way. Let me get to the next hurdle in my business before we talk about doing custom stuff. Very interesting. Okay, very interesting. And I feel like, honestly, SaaS is just very, it's a very interesting concept to me, just having so because there's so much software out there. There are things that we just use in our everyday jobs, everyday lives even, but there are also things that we utilize as a service. So how, how do businesses, how do entrepreneurs, how do these companies, how essentially do you build software as a service? What does that really look like? Does it one depend? Well, I would assume, and correct me if I'm wrong, I would assume it depends on the service or the need or what really the company is trying to achieve. But for those companies out there, like you said, who have that money, who have all the funds and everything like that, what what would more so be the suggestion? Is this, it is, is it a suggestion of building their own? Is, is it a suggestion of implementing what's already out there? Or does it really depend on the basis of the need? So Yes. If you're trying to create a unique software brand or a unique product brand, meaning you want people to log in and pay monthly, then you need to understand your buyer. You need to understand your ICP. You need to understand what is the unique thing that they can't go find somewhere else. And you need to figure out how to build that first. Um, another another uh, equation that comes in here is everybody wants to build UberX, right? The the idea of a two-sided marketplace with suppliers and then you're going to go out and get the demand. This is very, very challenging, right? What I encourage folks to do is think about a tech-enabled service. Uh, so imagine, um, you know, you have this wonderful idea to do like uh, mobile mechanics, right? Mechanics that'll come to your house, wherever your car is, they'll come to you. And it's the Uber for mechanics. And I'm just, you know, I'm pulling that out of... Um, out of thin air, right? Um, so what if instead of worrying about building a two-sided marketplace, you just first create the place where somebody who's having a mechanical issue can 
order up a mechanic. And then on the back end, you have somebody that's just finding the mechanic to go serve that problem. And then you engage with custom software to just start making that service more and more efficient. That is a great way um, to like, first off, you're going to make money now because you're helping those people solve that problem and you're charging them for it. Um, and so uh, I look at tech enabled services uh, as a way of ensuring that you're generating the demand and you're, you're looking at value. Um, if you do have that money and you want to build that SaaS brand and you know, you, you, then you really have to study the buyer and then you look at, you know, can I build the unique features in a, a super lean way, like just hit those unique needs and then with and then understand what those buyers are also using from a software perspective and integrate with those things. So now, hey, I have a SaaS tool that that fixes your unique need and then it already talks to the software that you're already using. So now I'm creating a, a kind of a one stop shop and, and people will generally pay for that. Um, then your challenge is just getting that out there and marketing it. And, uh, you know, I have a lot of buddies that I, I work with when it comes to the marketing side of thing. That's not our uh, kind of our wheelhouse. But if you do have an idea, I have some great product marketers that are really good at exposing products once they're built. And honestly, that is that is very much almost half the battle in some cases. Once you kind of have it, once it's developed, once it's there, once you've implemented it's about then getting it out. And that may, and that sometimes is where things are lost in translation because that's not the easiest thing to do with anything. Marketing, it can be a make or break for a business, for a service, for an entrepreneur, anything of the sort. Now, you spoke a lot about your history into just being a part of different companies, being a serial entrepreneur, really even coming into the light with Particle 41. What role and what is the importance really of entrepreneurship in, in your life personally? How has that really shaped you into where you are and what you're doing currently today? So entrepreneurship is really about ownership, right? Like um, even when I've had these, when I've been an employee, right? I've had these uh, technical co-founder roles or, um, you know, been the, you know, I just receive a paycheck like everybody else. I still want to think about being an owner of my area and, and have ownership over what am I responsible for. And, uh, you know, one of the questions I think is great for people to ask if they are in an employee employer situation is if I needed my boss to do something. So rather than having um, a mindset of, uh, you know, maybe you're complaining, maybe you're just frustrated with the authority that's kind of guiding you or pressing on you. Um, we all have that. We're all humans. Right. If you could just take a minute and think about like if I if what do I need them to do to make me more successful and then uh, actually be able to articulate that, then you're owning it, right? You're taking responsibility and you're thinking about, hey, what do I need? And then be brave enough to go tell your boss or your supervisor, like, this is what I need. We do the same thing with our investors when we're doing startups. We say, okay, you know, we're doing our best with what we have, but these are our needs. Hey, can you guys help connect us with money? or with other businesses that, you know, you know, do these, do these things. And um, they generally appreciate that because you're analyzing your needs and you're articulating them. That's a lot better than feeling like, Oh, I'm trapped or I'm a victim, like taking responsibility and then figuring out how to solve it. So ownership is key. You know, ownership doesn't, um, you know, doesn't shift the blame. It takes, takes responsibility and it uh, tries to find solutions 
And uh, I think that's a central component of owning a business or, or just being an entrepreneur. I like that. And while and while it is so essential, it's definitely something that is often overlooked, is often missed, is often just kind of even sometimes sugarcoat a little bit. Nobody wants to nobody wants to take the negative side of that ownership or nobody wants to take the, the grunt work or the, or the brute force of it. It's, it's, it's hard, man, ultimately. But doing that will allow you to see sometimes like your business at its worst or your business kind of some steps off or missing some things or figuring out kind of where the holes are. Because I think that that's important too. Sometimes people don't realize that it's the business is not a fail. You may have a great idea. You may have a great plan. You may just need some structure. You may just need some software development. You may just need some product marketing. You may need really one little piece of the puzzle that will ultimately put you where it is today. So to talk about part of Cool 41 specifically, as if we haven't been doing that the entire interview, but more so when it comes to working with y'all, what can people expect? Is this like a, a consultation thing? Do people kind of are people connecting with your like a customer service support team? Are they connecting with you directly? Is this a sit down meeting? Is this what does it really look like when people are saying, hey, I have a problem. Particle 41 seems to be right up my wheelhouse, right up my alley for what they can do and what they can help. What does it really look like when it's really come time to, one, the businesses reach out to you and explain kind of what's going on, but two, how does essentially the problem get solved from the Particle 41 standpoint? Yeah, uh, so one of the things that I, so I, first off, I always take the the new client in, uh, introductions. I, I'm willing to spin up to um Four CTO advisor sessions or four sessions, absolutely free. I run an established CTO playbook. So if you do have a product or uh, maybe you're trying to make your business more efficient, whatever it is, I'll make sure that you leave your time with me, at least knowing your next steps. What inevitably comes out of that are risk analysis or uh, maybe a total cost of ownership, like how much investment do I need to go get to build something like this? I'll leave you with some useful asset that whether you use one of our teams or not, um, you'll you'll still leave with something that's useful for you to understand how you want to move your business forward. Um, if you do decide like, hey, no, I want to invest in, in some custom software. I want to invest in integrating these systems together. I want to invest in you know something that I can do for you. Then uh, we fire up a team and we get to work. Um, usually means we develop a, a project plan we love using the agile scrum methodology. It's just a way that software gets built um, and it's iterative so that you can see results quickly. And um, then we start iterating. We start working on, on your idea and make sure we're getting feedback from um, the business owner along the way. So um, we have a wonderful ability to leverage, you know, how the software um industry has matured and the, the different process and procedures that they've given. And we're practitioners of those um, best practices. Uh, and so, yeah, I think um, I'm totally uh, open to having any kind of conversation with a business owner on how they feel software could, uh, could help their business. And you said not one, not two, not three, but four sessions free. That's I'm not going to lie. Like we, we, we say a lot of F words on this podcast, but free might be the favorite one. So uh, <laughs> I listen to that one. But no, that's amazing. Just really because I feel like you 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 personally, but Particle 41 in general, you guys meet a lot of people at different stages, at different phases, different areas. They may come to you thinking that they need this. But after a consultation, after maybe two sessions, three sessions, after maybe that fourth, they realize that this is totally transparent. 
form. This is actually really what I need. And they really broke this down for me. Some needs are already met. Some needs are not met. So I think that that's just important that you really do the due diligence, that you have this playbook, that you recognize that ultimately everybody is different products, services, SaaS, whatever you may do, but ultimately we'll plug and play you somewhere in this algorithm or somewhere in this platform and you'll be able to fit and we'll be able to carry something specifically for you. Now, to flip that a little bit, do you feel like there are misconceptions around what you guys do around the mission, around the mantra, around really behind the what Particle 41 is trying to push? Have people kind of ever come to you and just misunderstood maybe in the sessions or just not really known kind of what the purpose of Particle 41 is? Are there any things that you guys really have to explain to people or kind of clear the air for when it comes to really the mission behind everything? Um, I think the um, some of the challenges that um, new customers may have, especially in the startup area, I'll just speak to the startup, is really somebody may have a great idea, uh, and um, we love to hear those. But a entrepreneur needs to have the investor module, what I call the investor module. You know, think about the matrix, like plugging the the cord in and saying, "Oh, I know investment, right?" Um, you know, this took me several ventures uh, to to really feel like I could say, oh, I have the investment uh, investment module. So um, we do find people will come with an idea and not really understand that. Like, how is this idea going to get funded? It's very difficult to self-fund a startup. Um, and so if you're not collaborating with folks and then the market right now is is uh, is difficult in that respect. Um, and then, uh, so I think, uh, understanding those challenges, uh, is, you know, kind of part of some of what comes in there. It's really, really more a misconception of, um, you know, do I really know my buyer? And then I have, a, a really good partner that does a strategic consulting. So sometimes what we realize is that they do have an idea, they do have access to resources. Um, and, but really what they need is to refine that. A business strategy. And so while we're the technical muscle that loves to crush mountains of work, I have some people I can refer those customers to, to say, Hey, do you have a go-to-market strategy? Do you have um, a budget? Do you have these kinds of things? And I have some really, really talented people who've been in business just as long as I have offering nothing but that. I think that just so that you have a holistic picture of what success looks like both on how you're going to get the resources, how you're going to like validate your idea and make sure your idea is marketable, and then how you're going to actually build it. I can take care of the building part. I think an entrepreneur needs to have the full picture. And I definitely have a, a family of people that can help um, help them with that. Um, but a lot of times it's a learning process. And then folks will realize like, hmm, and where I am in my life right now, it's probably better for me to go be an employee and build up my career a little bit. Um, than to jump into, uh, you know, jump into a startup. We work with a lot of enterprise companies that have all that stuff figured out, right? They have, uh, you know, totally established revenue streams and they're just either trying to create new products, evolve their current products, solve skills gaps within their current team, uh, you know, those kinds of things. And those are, um, those kind of slide right into our, our set of services rather than the person who's trying to do something from nothing. And that is a that's a very just real point. That's that's really all I'm, I want to say to that is because self-funding is very difficult. And it's not really until you take that leap of faith 
get your feet wet a little bit, that you realize really how much money goes into business ownership, into entrepreneurship. And it wasn't even for me, like I thought that I was putting out a lot or I, I feel like I put out a lot. And I've talked to other business owners and entrepreneurs and to hear them across, like you even spoke to multiple ventures, not just one. I, I've been focused on the podcast since 2019, but I could imagine being, I've talked to people who've had seven, eight successful exits, but I've had, but with those seven, eight successful exits, he also told me that, you know, 20, 30 plus went left, went right, went all types of ways. So I could only imagine that, you know, a lot of times you're down to your last dollar. You're investing literally your last in hopes that something will happen, that this will wake up, we'll be good, we'll be better off than where we started. But the the true fact about entrepreneurship is that it can be here one day, it can be gone the next. It's not for everybody, but it, it can't, but everybody has the opportunity to do so. But it's also about realizing kind of where you are. Do I need to just, was it right for me to put in my two weeks and just jump right into this? Should I have stayed an employee just a little bit longer in order to fund this, in order to really put myself in position? Because when it's coming out of your pocket, out of your bank account, and you're you're and you're giving more than you're pulling in, oh, you'll quickly realize that, hold on, something, something <laughs> right. you know, coming together and everything like that. So I love to hear that while you guys can offer so much, while you guys can do so much and you suggest so much to people, you also have a great network of people. I love businesses that are multifaceted, but still can plug you in. And it's not just, oh, we can't help you while you're kind of on your own. No, you're a business that, okay, hey, we may not do the product marketing side of things. We may not do the advertising and promotion and everything, but I have a few people who can help you. Let me show you here. Let me show you here. Let me show you that. Because I feel like one that also builds and facilitates just more trust in people. It's nothing just like, hey, a company kind of you coming in, you take advantage of their products, their services, and then you get to a point where maybe they can no longer help you or maybe something that you're asking for is just out of their wheelhouse. And it kind of just they put their hands up and that's it type thing rather than, hey. I'm putting my hands up just to say, that's not me. I don't even want to steer you in the wrong direction, but let me suggest this or let me do this. Because then if I already trust you, if I've already used your products, your services, it's A1, it's helped me, it's done what it needed to do. Then I know whoever you're going to suggest to me, whatever you're going to put in front of me, it's going to be just that and then some. So I, I really do love to hear that. Now, with part of, with you specifically, with entrepreneurship, with being a part of so many different ventures and just things and, and everything. Do you have like some just some words or some messages or, or just anything, some insight for business owners, for entrepreneurs out there? Because like I said, my audience is a lot of that. But my audience is also a lot of people who are aspiring, who may have been thinking sure. or who may realize that they need to stay an employee a little bit longer or people who are kind of slow to move their feet a little bit or people who've come out of business. So what really would you give or leave with those who are in the business sector or in the entrepreneurship sector, but are not fully where they want to be right now? Yeah, man, I could I could give you like a whole list because, you know, uh, but I would say that the most important thing is living in congruency with yourself, right? Like uh, if you're the kind of person that says, man, I want to be more fit, you're in the daily grind, you're a driven person. Usually if we have a primary drive, that's pretty easy, right? If you're really excited about your your profession, uh, like I love, I love software. So for me to spend, you know, 60 hours a week grinding on software, that's actually easy um, because it's what I like to do. What's hard is making sure that I operate, that I, that I also take care of my family, that I also take care of, you know, my fitness. That's actually hard. So, um, so I live um, by four pillars, faith, family, finance, and fitness. And uh, I find that the morning routine is a good way for me to address those pillars 
you know, straight away, right? So, you know, getting up, having a workout, having some faith-based meditation, uh, doing some planning for my day, checking my calendar, making sure I'm good. That's kind of my finance area. And then making sure that I have, you know, some, some time with my family and just kind of structuring my day that way. That's a much more sustainable to be a high performance entrepreneur or high performance professional and to stay driven. Um, you know, there's so many people that are operating their daily life going like, man, I worked so hard today, but they didn't get some fitness in, they didn't get some family in. And eventually you're kind of like in your mind, you're, you're letting yourself down. And that's really unfortunate. And I, I've spent seasons in my life where I was like sh kind of shaming myself for not getting the fitness in, right. Or, uh, whatever. So living in that congruency with your own, I like defining your ideal day and then doing that, um, you know, and being reasonable with yourself, like, you know, I'm not going to say every day I'm going to run three miles, right? If that's not something I was doing yesterday. Um, but maybe every day I go for a walk, right? If that's where I'm at. So also being realistic to, to have those, those habits, but habits, man, and living congruence in, in congruence with your, your, you know, kind of like your own com commitment to yourself. Uh, I think that's, that's super important. I agree. I told y'all we use a lot of F words on this podcast. He just used four of them. And I, I think that that is crucial. But the congruency, just recognizing that we balance is so important. And I even as you were saying that, I was thinking to myself, like, there are some days where, yeah, I really feel like I went hard in one area, but didn't it didn't really balance out or my day was just kind of it wasn't it was incongruent. If anything, you're taking me back to my math and my shape days. Um, but I, I'm also realizing that with that, you also have to be realistic with yourself. And while we all have goals, while we all have aspirations and things we want to achieve and move forward to, you also have to recognize that you have to build that foundation. You have to, Rome wasn't built in a day, as they say. So you have to recognize that, like you said, if you weren't doing that yesterday, why just all of a sudden, why are we throwing this on the plate today? Why are we trying to do this today on top of everything else that's in our regular routine? So I love that. Now, before we get into where people can find you, where people can tap into you at, where people can even explore more software, explore more of Particle 41 and the products and the services, do you feel like there's anything that we have not touched on today? Anything that you want people to know from the Particle 41 side, anything that you want people to know personally, anything that may even be upcoming as we're moving throughout and getting towards the end of the year now? Um, as we're getting towards the end of the year, I just, you know, AI is going to be a wave um, we're working on right now a, uh, and it'll probably be available by the time the, the podcast airs, we're looking at, um, an index of point solutions. So AI solutions that can just help you. Like one example is uh, read AI, uh, pop that in your zoom to chats and it gives you a trend, a really good transcription of, it'll basically make meeting notes from you based on your virtual meetings. Right. That's really cool. So we're going to keep an index of like point solutions that can help make people more efficient uh, with different AI solutions. And then uh, we actively have a group that's working on uh, AI solutions for like customer support. Maybe you want a really good chatbot that can leverage all your existing email data and turn into like a, you know, a, a pretty decent first tier uh, customer support that would actually direct people towards the right information within your brand. Um, and we're just looking at things like that, that I think, um, you know, if, if you're, if you're curious there, uh, please come talk to us because, 
uh, we think a lot of things are about to get a whole lot easier and, and we're uh, actively involved in that. I love to hear that so many people, so many companies, so many business owners, entrepreneurs are really embracing AI and really utilizing it to their advantage because it, it was something that's been talked about. It's something that we keep seeing, we keep reading about. And while some people may just try to avoid it, try to shun it away, trying to just continue with their norm, it's it's slowly but surely just implementing into every sector and every part of our life, man. So to see people really using it to their advantage, to see people using it and being able to transcribe, make things because ultimately everybody just wants to work smart, not hard. Everybody wants things to just be easy, to just be simple. Simplicity, as I spoke about on many episodes, is one of my favorite words. So I love the fact that companies are implementing that into their brands, into their services and their missions. Just the same with Particle 41. So now, arguably, you said a lot of important things today. You said you said a lot of things that taught me that kind of even some things that went over my head that I'm going to have to replay this and we're, I'm really going to have to kind of digest a little bit. But arguably, one of the most important things right now, this is really the call to action. This is where you tell us where people can find you, where social media, website, where are the best places to reach you to tap in with Particle 41 and begin to utilize some of those products and services. So give me everything you got, man. Yeah, so Particle Forty One on LinkedIn uh, and Ben, I'm I'm straight up on my uh, on how to get a hold of me. Ben at Particle Forty One, it's easy. Uh, ben at Particle Forty One dot com. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, not so much uh, like the brand is social on all the platforms, but for me, it's all about LinkedIn and giving that business uh, being involved in the business conversation. So you can find me there. Um, but yeah, we'd love to chat with you, whether you're a, whether you're a startup an enterprise, it doesn't matter what you're doing. As long as you got a problem that you think software can solve, uh, we're, we're ready to go. All right. Now, and I know I got some software developers tapping and I know I got some app developers tapping. I know I even got people who have their own app tapping in. So look, like you said, like he said, Ben is the one doing the majority of these new clients and new consultations and everything like that. And he's not giving you one. He's not giving you two. He's not giving you three. He'll give you up to four free, free. This is the part of the one of those other F words, the part of the pillars, the family, the faith, the finances, fitness, everything like that. So one, I, we, you know, we always do call to actions on here, but one, I, I encourage all of my followers. I encourage my business owners, my entrepreneurs, my bigger businesses, my serial entrepreneurs, everybody to tap in, to even maybe even do some. I would say reflecting in your own business, in your own services and see what you guys are doing, what could be done better. We're, we're nearing towards kind of Q4 at this point, And we always want to think about what can be improved. Upon. What can we look forward to? What can at the end of the year we, we, we revamp, we rehighlight and we, and we come back the next year that much stronger. So Ben, one, I, again, I just want to thank you. I want to send a big shout out to you, the team over at Particle 41 for one, not only teaching me about the 41st element on the periodic table again, <laughs> also for all the amazing work that y'all are doing in the lives of, of not only yourselves and those families, but everyone who's y'all been able to impact and work with thus far. And then ultimately to everybody who's come across this episode in some way from Ben's side, from my side, from Kitcaster, Particle 41, down to business, from just in between because you were just on the Apple Podcast app or any app and you found the podcast. I thank y'all, but I also encourage y'all to take advantage of these services. So Ben, if there's ever anything that we can do to help, to support, to help send people your way, we're locked in, we're here now, but I, I do thank you for the time. I thank you for everything. To everybody out there, Instagram Live, people tapping in, listeners, viewers, I love y'all. I thank y'all. This has been another episode of the Down to Business Podcast. Here with Tamar Turner.